Let's do it, huh? <laughs> yes. You know, we're live actually on time this time, which is really uh, an odd thing for us to even say that we do on a normal basis, actually show up on time and start on time. I mean, it was uh, only because I, I almost was late to getting into the pre-show. So we were like, oh, let's just... Let's just push go. I, and I was panicking just a little bit as I was like, you know, texting. I was like, dude, are we still doing this? You there? Hello? <laughs> Hello? No. Um, first and foremost, obviously, welcome back to everybody uh, for the show. It is the best of our week, episode 62. Um, on this March 24th, I had to look at that at 2022. Um, you know, it, it's another week, a lot of new things, a lot of information, a lot of things kind of announced. Uh, uh, somebody just won a prize, uh, won, in a, you know, a, a very, very yeah. astonishing, uh, you know, surprise. We saw that coming. I didn't see that one coming at all, but I'm very happy for you, man. Um, <laughs> so we're going to obviously talk about, uh, you know, uh, the, the massive surprise. Prize, Mr. Juan Bagnell got recognized for, and of course, um, did you receive it yet? Or hopefully, it's in the mail. I'm assuming. Or did, I've got a it, tracking number, so I'm hoping it'll be here either tomorrow or maybe even over the weekend. But as so soon it, as it, it gets here, I'll, I'll do like a little fun unboxing and setup stream or something absolutely, like that. absolutely. So I think this is going to be a fun thing. So uh, what we're talking about, obviously, is uh, if you haven't had a chance to see it, if you're not following, obviously, make sure you follow Juan Carlos um, over on the you know the, the Twitters and Instagrams and stuff. But um, do you want to give the the info, or do, would you like me to continue the uh, the pitch? Because as no, I no, see I'll, it, you know, I, I, this one <laughs> completely took me by surprise. I get this like urgent email from Qualcomm. And I'm like, okay, like, uh, uh, please. Because I mean, now. It, it, full full disclosure, I've done I've done some consulting work, some hosting work, and then I did yeah. the interview um, with the Snapdragon Sound team. Absolutely, I, yeah, last kind of yeah. And it was like sort of early in the pandemic. Um, we were talking about Snapdragon Sound before we really had Aptex Adaptive branding, mm-hmm. and the new the new chipsets were out. And uh, so I get this panicked email from, not panicked, but I get this urgent email <laughs> urgent, from, yeah, yeah. from the Qualcomm people. And they're like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I went, what I always do, try to take over the world. The world, exactly, Pinky. They didn't seem yes. to think that that was very amusing. Um, but <laughs> they mentioned like, hey, as part of this initiative, we're really trying to focus on not just the manufacturer's story, but then also kind of the Qualcomm perspective on on features and performance and things like that and like okay cool yeah i mean like i'm i'm definitely down to chat and they're yeah. like okay so what we're going to be doing is for some of the snapdragon insiders is we're going to be seeding out some phones and we were we were wondering if you'd already gotten your hands on the new motorola and i went i have not been able to crack that nut since leaving pocket now the last motorola i got to use that what well, i mean i mean i've played with some of their more entry-level phones but the last surprisingly, premium Motorola. yeah, same same story on my side. Yeah, I've never, like the I Moto actually, Ace and, this, and some of them never had, phones. not yeah. once have I ever had a chance to play with their premium. It's always been their G series or more the affordable set. So, yeah. and it's been about six seven years for me. So it was a seriously like a brand new thing. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I made the, I, I was like, I was made the same joke with the Qualcomm people. It was like the last premium Moto that I've played with had Moto mods, and <laughs> and that they did actually seem to think was kind of amusing. Um, so they, uh, they not only are sending out the, the new Moto Edge Plus, the, the one with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. 2022. They yep. also had a couple of other uh, content creators that they were trying to kind of hook up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I kind of jumped on uh, Kia. Um, she, she's just a really fun kind of gadget conversation. Uh, and, Absolutely. Uh, they're like, hey, so is there one that you would want to give away? And I was like, <laughs> if she's on the list, let me send it to her. 
Yeah. Um, so I also got to tweet that out today too. So it wasn't I just like well. Juan's getting another phone because it's not like I don't have enough phones. It was more like, oh, I also get to give one. This is this is the fun part, and you know, it, it's it's you know, getting it, it, to do no. kind of the contest thing without having to run a contest is is really trick. I highly and not have to it. actually ship the phone, which is also kind of another great thing too. <laughs> logistics True. logistics alone but no i i was actually very surprised so i i um i, I didn't i it caught me off surprise because i didn't actually see your tweet first i saw aditya's response to your tweet ah, first gotcha, gotcha. then from there i went down the rabbit hole and i was like okay so okay so did, oh okay so i see how it is and then and then jumping in because you know um uh, snapdragon insiders has obviously always been an initiative last year they did something very mm-hmm. similar um i got a chance to play around with the asus edition version of, of this uh, of the snapdragon insider phone uh, which was a one-off, from what I understand. But now this year, mm-hmm. I think they're focusing on working with um, companies, OEMs. You know, Motorola, obviously, one of the well-known companies that is kind of stays close to stock and really tries to highlight yeah. the the power of the hardware. So uh, Snapdragon Sound, and, and obviously full disclosure as well, as you guys probably already know, as you, if you've probably already seen the video, I have the device that he's referencing, um, although I mine is a loaner from Motorola, so my time with this is pretty much at the end of it at this point. Uh, yeah. But the good part about it, at least, is Juan will be able to also get a chance to uh, experience because Ready for for me was a very like I was surprised. So this of was what also kind of kind of the awkward part of it was. I, so I've gone through so many permutations of this video. Um, as soon as I got my hands on your S twenty two, I just started writing up some notes on my feelings on decks, mm-hmm. and I had it planned. Um, for the day after Mr. Mobile put out his video on Dex. Oh, yes, sir. yeah, he did that. About so a week, uh, I almost just scrapped it. I mean, it was just like, again, okay, so if this is going to be the video that's going to suck all the air out of the conversation, maybe I just don't even want to do it. So I sidelined that video and I'm like, no, what, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this video. Oh, I'm also going to be getting a Motorola, which has ready for. So, I mean, the timing... <laughs> it's like there's no other time for me to make this video, and I need to also do a Dex versus Ready for comparison video. But yeah, it was the... just like, I, you know, I did the Android 12 desktop mode. I've done the Dex video. I have to do the Ready. You have for to do the video. Ready for. No, no, uh, Ready for I, it's, is very it's surprising. Be funny. And in in and for that matter, I feel like it's been the. Uh, the sleeper, the sleeper in this entire conversation, because yeah. I feel like we haven't had that much exposure to it. Not all Motorola devices are compatible, and even when they are compatible, not all of them are compatible with all modes of ready, uh, ready well, and, for. And I can't blame Motorola for taking an off year because they jumped from the 865 to the HN1. I think the this, the semiconductor market and the component issues that we've been facing have have made a smartphone strategy really challenging. Um, looking at what the global market is doing right now. So I get yeah. what Motorola... I mean, the, the the thing that I would tag Motorola on directly is better messaging on what their strategy is for potential consumers, where the Motorola name still carries some weight here in North America. It would mm-hmm. have been nice to have had some communication from Motorola as to what was going on. Yeah, no, no, I, and... But one thing they did focus on, though, with this with this launch, at least with the Edge Plus, uh, the Edge Plus twenty twenty two, is um, how much Ready for is capable of doing and what we can get out of it. So yeah. that was a big part of what I was trying to showcase today in my video was to basically just not necessarily as as 
this is just a, oh, hey, it's nice Android 12 desktop I've experienced it, and launcher mm -hmm. kind of okay. You know, oh, look, they added a better app drawer. No, no, no. This is full on a very serious competitor and actually even in a certain in certain aspects, even a better implementation than what we see in DeX. Um, and I, 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 I was hoping to show some of that in my video. And I, I, so weird enough, I have also a video for tomorrow morning going on, which is since <laughs> the thing about it is I have a, a very short amount of time with the phone. I've had it for a couple of weeks to be able to play with it. So I've had time to get a chance to get comfortable with it. Yeah. But because it's a loner and also because it's a Verizon edition, I can't use it. Even if I do end up keeping the phone, it just doesn't work for me. For sure. Verizon devices, unfortunately. So uh, I'm glad that you'll be able to do that yours. I'm sure, you yeah. know, your your perspective on that one. Mine is more feature for feature kind of thing, not necessarily saying, you know, I think your your video today, which, by the way, um, you know, that you pushed out, you know, basically, you know, Dex is a, a very powerful feature, but it needs your help. Uh, that was actually a very good video that you dropped today. So I'm hoping to see that continuation. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, actually, we finally both got a chance to check out Ready 4 around the same time. Yeah. So it's it's a I I I, I kind of jokingly put it in my video, the title uh, in the thumbnail says, are you ready for, <laughs> you yes. know, it's dead. so I, I, I was like, it wasn't me trying to. You know, I mean, the drama. first thing that came to my mind was like, I hope Motorola is ready for a Dex <laughs> yeah, showdown. showdown. Yeah, yeah. There's so um, many things. The, the name is is interesting, <laughs> but um, <laughs> interesting is kind. See, this is this is a part of my problem with numerous companies. It yeah. was really my biggest criticism of LG, and it, this is something where I feel the conversation is made more difficult by sort of a half-hearted consumer presence in marketing and messaging. Yeah. You want to call a, a, a you know a, a crazy powerful feature like a desktop mode on your phone ready for? Okay, I get the the sort of PR marketing synergistic brand speak paradigm shifting notion of what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. That means you need to work even harder at making it a brand that consumers will understand. Because yep. if I say ready for as the product name, no one's going to know what that is. It's, it's People barely know what Dex is. But if I say I plug this phone into a monitor and a desktop mode pops up and you can use your phone like a desktop or a laptop, mm -hmm. people go, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Phones are crazy yep. powerful. So yep. I, I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot before they even really have a chance it, it's to, just, to like it's, it's get a, the I think it's a, it's a tougher it's a tougher uphill battle because of the brand recognition I think that's the big the big thing like you said yeah. Dex not everybody will but I think you think you're more than likely going to maybe hit a, a bigger percentage of people knowing what Dex is than knowing what ready for is um, so for, from that aspect, uh, that, that was my biggest thing. And that's why I, I, I felt like it was a big part of what the edge plus 2022 is. Although again, yeah. not the only one, but this one surprisingly, uh, covers all the features of, uh, ready for covers wireless wired and, um, uh, wireless to PC. So you had, you have the ability of doing, um, wireless to TV wire wired mm -hmm. and wireless to PC. And mm -hmm. we can use next stock type of experience for a wired solution. So it is much more. I felt like more well-rounded and it yeah. is implemented as soon as you plug it into your computer, it's one of the options. It doesn't just say yeah. file transfer or USB charging ready for. So it is definitely front and center, which I feel like Samsung's not 
very it's not doing i'm not saying they're not doing a good job i'm just saying they're just not putting it no, forefront see, and it hasn't but, but been isn't this this is a part of the conversation because I, I don't feel i mean obviously there have been there have been refinements and a little mm-hmm. bit of polish and some feature improvements i i again there, from yeah. going like s10 to s20 uh to note 22 obviously mm-hmm. you can see some of the evolution that dex is that, that yeah yeah, yeah that, that absolutely dex but that's not to say that there's still not a lot of other optimizations that we could benefit from. I'm not the biggest fan of using a desktop mode on a phone on another full-fledged PC. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the edge use cases, but I don't feel like that's a primary use of what these things can really properly represent. No. But if you're going to do that, the the setup process on DeX could be streamlined that could be made more accessible more, it could more be, straightforward there, there, yeah there could be better conveyance as to what those differences are when the consumer plugs their phone into a pc and right now they, you kind of yeah. need to know what you, you need to know what you're doing first Absolutely. yeah and it doesn't automatically turn on that was the weird thing if you yes. plug in your phone a samsung device the first thing that comes up is screen mirroring which is a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad sure. thing but to yeah. turn on dex you have to manually turn it on Ready for it, and, and I don't want to take too much of the thunder because you're going to get a chance to play with it. I know you're going to be, no, you're going to be like, oh my is, god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This is what's this is how I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, like we're we're so starved for any competition. I I went back to my honor again, yeah, just yeah. for my most recent video, so I could show off the EMUI desktop mode from what what was this like four years ago? It's been for uh, at least 2017 or 2018. This is because yeah. this is the View 20. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, it, this it, this is my other. I mean, outside of my LG phones, of course, but for a good, true, you know, like real desktop competitor, competitor I gotta go back to a four-year-old so, honor phone. And the funny thing is, EMUI is still li- alive <laughs> and well. Um, on honor devices, they just call it Magic UI, and then on Huawei devices, it's called still EMUI. Obviously, with Honor, right. you're getting be able to get you know uh, Google services now again. You're able to do a little bit more than what you can, but you know it, the ecosystem is just it hasn't had the the forefront exposure because again, Honor's been in the process now of reinventing the company. They're coming up, they're growing, they're doing a whole bunch of things. Um, so, yeah. laptop cases with the Galaxy Tab, yeah, no, no, uh, semi-functional. The the Samsung's approach to to Dex right now has been vo- more so pushed toward tablets. Um, so or or the the thing that doesn't want to focus uh <laughs> next kind of uh, well that was more i think that was more nvidia than my camera, it's it always got weird okay uh anyway yeah yeah it's no weird. no uh, so same thing for me i did the same uh next stock is always been my go-to experience whenever i want to use like when i really want to use my computer as a laptop because that's truly the best solution it's the best accessory for any flagship smartphone that has a desktop experience because at the end of the day that's what it's intended it's intended to leverage your processor your cpu your ram your connectivity your storage all of the things that you have on your phone but give you the form factor that you typically are comfortable with on a laptop and it launches them automatically so samsung does kick up with dex automatically if you plug that in not on the phone on the uh, on the next and ready for does the same but it actually i feel like Motorola's approach to this is more functional. It's like mm-hmm. it turns on and says, hey, what do you want to do today? Do you want to use a desktop? Do you want to play games? Do you want to watch TV? Or do you want to just uh, do you want to be able to look at your phone? It's intuitive. So it, good. But that's what I'm saying. That's what Samsung is like. They just stopped a few years back and they're like, you know, I think we're at a good spot. We should be fine. Motorola quietly did this and they're really like, I think it's like a big selling point for me on a phone like this. 
because you can absolutely leverage the power of this device. Um, and of course, it has a big battery that the next stock kind of uh, leverages the battery inside. So your phone always yeah. stays on. So the launch story is you'll probably obviously see coverage on both of our channels. We're both mm-hmm. very, very excited to add and functionality. It's just kind of today. refreshing to play yeah. with a premium tier Moto in general. But to see mm-hmm. Motorola trying to iterate on business grade productivity features yeah. um, is, is, again, it we need any competition that we can get for specialty phones. Yeah. I do not believe the Moto Edge Plus is going to be in a, a, a high recommendation, daily driver, average consumer. I almost threw up in my mouth just saying that kind of device. Even even at the because I mean it's it's on a hundred dollar price cut right now for a five hundred and twelve gigabyte. Um, very, very, yep, no, no, absolutely. It's there's no question. They're, I, I said it also in my video, they're really punching way above their price point and they're giving yeah. you a discount at the at, at launch. And, and totally, t- totally, and uh, we, Nokia we, land of doing $100 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought that was actually kind of funny too because it's like, oh, I, I, I we see what you're doing here, and, and it's totally fair. Where I, I'm, I'm sure. We're going to have to have some frank conversations about things like longer-term software support. We need mm-hmm. to see what the yep. lived-in experience of this is going to look like. Motorola keeps things really simple, so yeah. I'm hoping we don't see as many teething pains with like bug fixes and with uh, security patches. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we're, we're without an LG in the space, with every other international brand slow playing the United States, we don't have many other options that are going to be as readily accessible that are going to have any kind of carrier path. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ver- Verizon is going to stock this phone. That is a huge oh, yeah. deal to people on Verizon having any kind of Samsung competitor. And they've recognized one opportunity where even Samsung has been kind of slow playing their own advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's worth talking about. We, now we can acknowledge that there is actually a competitor in this space Whereas mm-hmm. before, you know, when LG left, I kind of felt like, man, we're we're done. Like, yeah, yeah, I no, it, it, it felt like it was. But I think it was again due to the fact that we haven't had a chance to experience Ready for in the format that it was available. Um, right now, I, I still can't speak to how it was available prior. And again, not every device had everything in it. But the way this Edge Plus at the twenty twenty two edition that we had, that we're going to have, you'll have a chance to play with it. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, They've covered all the bases. They've covered all, yeah. you know, it, it, like you said, uh, and, and this can also play obviously on both. It could be a great thing and it could be also a concern that you also want to keep in mind that, that, you know, we have a lot of potential, a lot of power in here. And how do you manage it and how do you get things kind of running smooth and, and enjoy them, but still get the potential of running a computer experience, r- you know, working, using your phone, leveraging all the power that you have in there. So very yeah. excited for that. Um, and, uh, of course, if nothing else, even just the fact that get a chance to play with Snapdragon Sound. I'm assuming they're going to include yeah. also the Snapdragon Sound Buds, which I'm assuming. Uh, yes, the, they are. So I'm finally going to be able to get those earbuds. They've been driving f- me crazy. My favorite pair on earth. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some really heavy competitors. I'm not going to lie. The edifiers no, that sure. I have, that I have a video coming up very soon. Oh, are those very close. Are so much fun. Yeah. They're very close. Um, something about the way the drivers and uh, the, the just the, the balancing of mm-hmm. the audio and the performance here are just very and in active noise cancellation is amazing um, also i love the fact that it's a click button not a touch so there's no false touching false whatever 
And anyways, long story short, I'm excited. I can't wait to see the content that you're going to put out. So really, really, really Insane. happy about that part. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and then for, for my video, like I said, it's more head-to-head competition, kind of like saying, hey, which one is whatever. And a little bit of a spoiler, obviously, I already think, you know, I think Ready4 is ahead. Um, it, it has nice. a couple of features that I feel like are uh, key specifically yeah. well anyway i'll keep it in the video it'll be up tomorrow <laughs> well, like... I, I, I but i feel i feel like no i mean it's okay i mean i'm not too precious about spoilers and this is exactly the group of people oh, yeah, yeah. you know watching our stream right now that i think i think appreciate Darren, yeah, us sure. getting a little into the wing uh, into the weeds a little bit here yeah, yeah. um but i uh, i recently uh spent a little time with david ruddock um he's doing a new, the new esper podcast with uh with michelle Mm-hmm. Um, and they had me on just because I like was one of the only people even bothering to mention the Android 12 desktop mode, mm-hmm. the kind of built-in backbone service, which is sort of gross and it doesn't really work, but it kind of works. Um, and and the thing that I think I'm I'm most the the thing I'm most critically interested in for Ready For's implementation is something that I mentioned on the Esper podcast. Because we we as techies haven't really been evangelizing these kinds of features, I feel we're losing out on the specialty modes. Okay. Like it drives me crazy that you can pick up a Black Shark or an ROG or um, or a Red Magic, and why can't you plug it into your TV and get like a PlayStation style interface? I, I don't. You, the, the person who's interested in that phone probably doesn't isn't going to care as much about all of the productivity that mm-hmm. a true desktop mode could offer. But how rad would that be if it filled the screen properly, the game played directly to that monitor without any type of letterboxing or cropping or anything weird, mm-hmm. and you had that simplified interface. And and because we we keep kind of poo-pooing this concept. I mean, again, no one in this chat. I mean, I think three people are actually watching us on decks right now. Um, but in general, the techie conversation keeps stumbling on this. Well, it's not a perfect replacement for a Windows PC yet, so I guess it's not good enough. And instead, that's preventing us from getting into like what you're talking about. I should be able to plug in my phone and say, hey, do you just want to watch movies that you shot, the videos from your camera? And mm-hmm. we can do that. If, if I have a Vivo or a Sony, you know, it'd be pretty sweet is if I plugged into a monitor and I got like a Lightroom style interface to go directly to my raw files. Yeah, yeah. Edit so go, jump, jump in and display. actually do the work. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Absolutely. And we can't get there if we don't have techies evangelizing. If we don't have techies actually supporting these kinds of features. Instead, we got a bunch of people on the sidelines patting themselves on the back for not falling for those gimmicks. And instead, we're we're not going to get cool new features. We're we're all not going to get to eat steak anymore because babies decided they can't chew it, and that's the bummer for me. That's like the critical loss is all of the additional feature enhancement functionality. The merit of owning a more expensive Android product is flying out the window right now. While we all pretend that smartphones are really only as good as like three hundred dollar basic android communicators because that's what the average people do and and it's a shame because i think that's why there's such apathy i don't believe we have a crisis of features in true android i mean in android land in premium android land i'm happy to spend premium money on an android phone but that's because i have designs on using that to a much higher level 
-hmm. We're not inspiring yeah. people to try and use their phones to a, a much higher level right now. No, I think that's the, the the one thing that I feel like where Next Talk kind of helps us uh, champion that conversation. It's an accessory or the, the entire ecosystem that it exists is to leverage the extra capabilities your smartphones can do. Um, yeah. You know what we saw at CES, you know, with the with their you know their next display, it has it, it adds additional USB ports, uh, 4K monitor. It supports higher resolution output for devices that have that output. So I I feel like it's. The, the ecosystem is just not very well versed because, as you said, most people just don't talk about it. And I think in some of the comments, people were talking about it. <laughs> Simon, it's the bland leading the blind. <laughs> oh, see, I felt that in my soul because, you know, that that's that's the thing. I've I've said this so many times on this on on our conversations and, and on other podcasts. We have a superpower. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're fans of this stuff, like we're entertained simply by the gadgets and yeah. then all the things that you can do on the gadgets. Like this is an entertainment for us. We're, yeah, yeah. we're those nerds in the cafeteria at the dorky little lunch table off in the corner. We have a superpower that without even, I mean, like this stuff is just in my brain. Mm -hmm. Anyone who shows me one of their phones, I can make a decision in that moment. If I like that person, I can make them feel amazing about what they've purchased or I can make them feel really crappy about what they've purchased. It all depends on the interaction I'm having, the day I'm having, and whether or not I like the person that I'm talking to. And, and, it and I like the conversation to always, always. Did you know? <laughs> hey, did you know that? Um, but but I like to mirror the energy that I get back. So I mean, I was hanging out with some friends. I, I mean, I mentioned this a while back. We we finally got to see a couple that we haven't been able to hang out with since, I mean, six months before the pandemic. So it's been oh, almost wow. three years since we've seen yeah, these, yeah. these two. Um, and uh, they, they had gone from having like some cheap pixels to, to like really treating themselves during the pandemic to iPhone pros. Nice. And you know what? They're just such sweet people and they work really hard and they're, they're taking care of their, their newborn. And you're like, it is so easy for me to make them love their phones and show them all the things that they didn't even know that their phone could do. And, and really dig into like, oh, and if you've got this, you've got to check this out. Definitely look into this camera setting. You're going to love this, especially once your kid starts walking and you can take these little video clips. And you're like, by the end of it, they're just buzzing, right? If we can share that kind of enthusiasm or that kind mm -hmm. of interest in the features that are bleeding edge, the people around us get it. I don't understand the techies online that have zero vision. That have no, they, they'll never put themselves out there. They'll never take the chance. They'll never take the risk. They always have to be on the right side of whatever was the most popular. Mm -hmm. And instead of really living this stuff, they're always the safe conservative play. Well, I knew that feature wasn't going to work. And, and they got rid of it after three years of trying. And air gestures, those are just garbage. And desktop modes, that's a fad because you really want to have a better tablet, blah, 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 blah. You know, like if, if your entire life is just defined by one or two companies' sales figures each quarter, that's a miserable way to live. And instead, you have to have your heart broken a few times, but I think it's so much more exciting to be way out there. Like, I mm -hmm. want to know what the future is before the future knows what the future is. That's where I want to be. <laughs> well, it, well that's, that's the exciting part. Like I said, this, that is why when 
um, when I got the Edge Plus, <laughs> believe it or not, like literally when I when I found out that I was going to be able to get a chance to check it out, that was the feature I was literally thinking. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I, I knew obviously that, you know this is Motorola's flagship. This is going to give you the best experience, so and so off. Uh, but the moment I started to saw that experience, to me, that like became more of a tunnel vision, and everything around it, like how the cameras were performing, the device was performing, the gaming, and all that good stuff, that was just icing and just extra things that just made the cake yeah. look even better. So, for but me, then it's an even more delicious cake. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's 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 the cake that you got and you thought it was just one flavor, and then you cut into it, and it's like a myriad. But it was of a flavors. rainbow cake. And it is absolutely. It just looked like a plain <laughs> vanilla sheet cake, and then I just got so much more cake. So, um, again, cannot wait for you to get a chance to play with it. And the reality is, you know, as as we move on, you know, if there was anything that we, maybe we can talk also about the fact that nothing had an announcement this week. Um, yeah, and, we should. And, we, and, we should. And one I'm, of the I'm, things again, I'm choosing to try and find the the excited buzz of this i'm i'm feeling like there's a healthy dose of skepticism oh I, absolutely I, I understand always yeah i'm trying not to just go deep dive into cynicism no 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 <laughs> we're we're going to keep cranky one um off the table off the table off the off the menu this uh, that's it um, you know, <laughs> it is not on this show, um, maybe another time in a different day, you know, there'll, there'll be other opportunities, but, um, the reality is I'm very, very certain the, your excitement level is just going to be very high once you get a chance to play with it. So this is my thing. Um, I was very much surprised with all of the things that, all the development, all the improvements that they've done and how easy it is to use, like how simple and intuitive it had actually yeah. done where Samsung has just stopped. Samsung, like you said, you plug it in. You don't even know you have DeX. You have to look for DeX. And when you do get DeX, what can you do? What can't you do? What What is it that you're trying to yeah. do? All of these little things, there's no menu. There's no there's no, there's no in, intuitive process. I, I do give them credit for the improvements of what they've done with DeX over the years. Mm -hmm. The version of DeX that we have right now on the Note, on the, on the Note 22 Ultra is fantastic gestures uh swiping minimizing exp uh, snapping windows a lot of things that make perfect sense once you find it right it's the can you find it and then get it activated to get it there uh so uh but you know one of the things like i said i uh yeah the, the note 22 ultra and i don't even know where mine is uh yeah so mine i'm still keeping it with a blue case um <laughs> has had some yeah i mean we're not gonna make too long of a conversation Let's keep sure. it tuned in. You're definitely going to be very happy, very surprised with things going on. Um, so the video that Juan put out today, or was it was early today or last night, right? Uh, on the Patreon for, last night? The Dex. Dex? So you, yeah, yeah Dex went out today. Uh, yeah. And it went out public today. Yeah. Public today. Yeah. Because I remember, I think I, like, I saw the email with the... With, anyways, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, Juan uh, has his own Patreon. Um, you know, runs around the r-android-glowing uh, rectangles. Um, and of course, uh, there's a, he actually shares his videos uh, a little bit early, so you get early, early peek at the the content before it goes public. So it's always nice to get, I get those emails. I always get giddy. It's like a little surprise every <laughs> once in a while. Like you never know when it's coming, but it always shows up. Because because um, I know YouTube's not sending out the notifications, but Patreon. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that, that's a that, that's that's a whole podcast on its own for a different <laughs> episode of uh, the not the best not not the so best of our week kind of a conversation. But that's um, a cranky. TK yeah, <laughs> no, I've I've been 
So for me, this week has been crazy busy. Last week was also crazy busy. Um, I was, I, I, I was hoping to put out more videos. I did not. It was literally leading into straight out into the Motorola video. And I stayed up really late to get that on because the embargo was like at 6am in the morning. So, um, I'm happy that I was able to put that out. I'll have my other video for the ready for it before my, my time with it is uh, ending. Uh, but I'm excited to see what you have and what you're going to be able to do. Um, luckily for me, which is because this, these I don't get to keep, I actually have a pair from last year, uh, which the one that came with the Snapdragon inside of them. So I'm, I'm, I've always really enjoyed this, uh, these earbuds and what they've offered. And over time, they keep just getting better and better. Um, you know, and then Motorola, literally, it's as close to stock as you can get. Um and some of that you're going to see inside of Ready For. That's what really, like, it, I feel like if there was ever an Android 12-ish desktop experience that could be right, Ready For may be it. So we'll see. I'm stoked. And again, just yeah. from watching your video, it's like so many little teases. That like, oh, I need to, I really need to, I really need to try that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Uh, so. the, the wireless solution, uh, I was playing Call of Duty wirelessly <laughs> on my TV. It wasn't nice. the best connection. That was mostly due to my Wi-Fi, not because good, of the connection. Though. I was still actually able to play the game and I mean they can think about just how like still how laggy like um like screen um like Google screen sharing is Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Chromecast Chromecasting stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean that that's that's like one of the first experiences people might have with moving something off their phone screen onto a larger display and most people are going to stop at that cuz it's functional but no, it, not it, really. it's, it's easy to do it's simple <laughs> but it, it's where like i said it's the ui for ready for interfaces look what right. are you trying but to do we, we've gotten some questions that. and some comments yeah, yeah. um so so again the uh rage of from darren no, darren a, saying a, the nothing launcher and then also mark riley anyone think the nothing phone will be good um what 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 were your thoughts coming I, out of I, that not an announcement from so um okay i'll 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 i honestly i i i went from because there was a couple there were a couple of minutes late i went you from the it was a, a hardcore me stutter <laughs> like i i i i i i i i want to put it in the right words i, I don't want to i don't want to blah, blah no no um <laughs> Okay, when when I went into the when I went into the uh, to the announcement, it was at seven a.m. I think it was on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Was it Wednesday? Yesterday morning, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God, it's, it's already just been a day. I, I know, and, 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 is, it, and I'm like, I, for me, it felt like it was a while back. But um, I went into it thinking it, it was going to be a phone, obviously. So I like from all the leaks mm -hmm. and everything, they made all the teases. Um, the reality of the matter is, obviously, I'm very familiar with Carl Pay's style mm -hmm. we've had years of experience of watching him do his style um and it works don't get me wrong it got people excited there was no leaks uh, realistically and everything was in there so i was really looking forward to hearing what they were going to do um the launcher looks interesting uh it's yeah. not exactly groundbreaking nothing that we can't replicate today with a simple icon pack and a, and a home screen but um i understand the the philosophy behind it uh the announcement of the phone for me felt like an apple event like okay we have this nice little shiny toy we'll tell you you know more to come on this a little bit later um and you wait months before you see it uh but the way he ended it is where i then i realized what they were doing mm -hmm. um the and, and the disclosure he had to say specifically mm -hmm. this was a sales pitch that this was, was an absolutely it was an investor a, 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 it was it was an investor it's a call to invest in nothing 
the way he started it at the beginning, talking about all the different partners and so on, we already knew about all these partners. None of this was new information. We've known, you know, Qualcomm was invested. We've known, you know, uh, to a certain point, a lot of big names are in there. Um, and then when he started talking about round B, then I started like, okay, wait a minute. This has a financial statement conversation yeah. going on. And then the way he ended it, you know, do as you'd like and, you know, help us get to the story, blah, so on and so forth. Uh, the reality is that if there is an announcement in this, in this summer for a phone, the phone already exists. This mm -hmm. is not a phone that's going to be designed now after the investment. So that to me, I kind of started looking at it. You're just basically setting up for the excitement. I get it. But when, the way it ended for me, I kind of left me with the, okay. Um, I, I think I forgot it was an English Dan um, on Twitter said, this could have been an email. <laughs> I didn't feel like it, it, it was the first time I've ever watched something where I felt like an email could have been totally covering all these points. So, so the only reason I disagree that it could have been an email is because I'm sure he's already done a couple rounds of investor pitches over. Uh, oh, you know. I, I, I think he's been he's this is all he's been doing. This mm -hmm. is this is Carl's um, forte building mystery and building um, suspense and and his 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 presentation style and just for reference i am not knocking his style i am not saying he's the guy just you know yeah. he is an absolute artist when it comes to what he does he has done he is a big part of where oneplus was able to get to the way sure. he was able to put the things together um but i think what we need to kind of is just realistically just curb our expectations and stop building it as the next biggest slices of you know because the way he pitched it is like you know phones are boring yeah we all know that Rectangles are boring. We know that. Um, all of those things that he's been saying is things that people have been saying for years. And we re the reality is, yes, the the, the ecosystem needs a, a jolt. It needs sure. a new, fresh look. Um, I think the, the Air Ones from last year, although sounded great, don't really think that they're innovating and they revolutionized the earbuds. Uh, you know, So it was just another pair that was unique. They were good earbuds. Yeah, yeah. no, no. And, and that's what I felt like. I didn't, but I, I don't feel like they revolutionized what they were trying to do. And I feel like the phone, based on what we've seen so far, I don't feel like it's going to do that revolutionary system that he's talking about. Because if I, you notice in part of his conversation, it's still going to leverage other companies' ecosystems. Yeah. It's it's it feels like more it has to. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knows he can't he can't take on Apple being the new guy in the room. One plus had massive issues trying to fire up their own watch solution. Mm -hmm. There's no way someone going boutique is going to be able to ecosystem out of the gate. It's yeah. just not possible. But, you know, to, to, to add to what, you know, because I, I, I completely agree. I mean, I was I was I was sitting there with almost the exact same feelings you were describing, and I just kept getting these flashbacks of like Andy Rubin, Essential Phone, I, yeah, all these exactly. promises. Android is this is not the direction that we think Android should be heading, and we've got Absolutely. these plans, and it's going to be about AI and making a whole new operating system and an ecosystem of other accessories that are all going to work together. And I, I believe there were some members of the essential team that ended up. They did nothing. Yep. So it was part of the, yeah, the, it, the, the people migration. Yep. It, it really, I mean, it just kept feeling to me like I've, 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 I've gotten this pitch before and I actually disagree with some of this pitch. 
-hmm. I feel this whole conversation about, well, you know, phones have gotten kind of boring. I mean, look, it's the same kind of rectangle only feeds into the Apple centric conversation about what a phone should be. And a phone should be something that's not as powerful as an iPad, so you have to buy both a phone and an iPad. Um, we've just accepted this as a truism in our community, but there are so many great examples of bleeding-edge tech, of new features. I mean, sometimes you have to deal with something that's a little rough around the edges. But mm -hmm. if you want to find novelty and excitement, there is novelty and ex there's an abundance Oh, yeah, novelty absolutely. and excitement out there, but it's not just served to you in your lap in your most straightforward daily driver device. You just have to take a step outside your comfort zone, and it's all around you. I mean, it's yep. it, we, we're actually flush with some phenomenal um, uh, options and, and, and competition. It's just we've got to get over this like, oh, but I also need to have the most consistently polished, perfect presented mature version mm -hmm. of the technology too because you can't have both you can't have the novelty and the excitement and the perfectly understood familiar mature ecosystem as well and okay. so i understand where he's coming from when he's making these types of grand um aspirational statements non-specific non, non but, but yeah grand but aspirational non-specific <laughs> i'm sitting in front of my black shark i've got my duo 2 um, I've got my Vivo. I mean, th that, that phone has just been rocking my socks for camera tech if I want something fresh and novel for camera tech. The Poco X4, I just shot a video for the Patreon talking about what a diamond in the rough that is for audio. It's mm -hmm. a $350 phone, and there's not a lot of conversations about premium audio happening on our phones right now. I've got the Note 22, and, you know, just for, you know, shits and giggles, I've got, like, an Honor View 20 and an S10e and all of these other devices. I mean, like my my desk could not be more diverse. And tomorrow I'm getting the Motorola. So again, I feel it's only if we believe that Apple's strategy for a smartphone has won that then we need the kind of disruption that Carl Pay is describing. Yeah, no, no, I it, am. It, it anxious because i think he's gonna get run over by the hype train i think we are building up nothing so that then it can become an object of mockery and i it don't believe he's very playing... much he's building it up he's building yeah he's helping the, the hype train he's he just keeps and, pushing and that train going up and tech up. reporters need need the fresh blood they need the ink they need the clicks but they're not they're, they're, they're not into the hype train because they are excited about Carl Pay launching a new phone. They're, they're into the, this for the traffic and the monetization. Mm -hmm. I, I see. And it's going to be even better for them if this can't live up to expectations so that then, they, again, they can all pat themselves on the back for this is why you don't shop with boutique and you know startup brands and blah, 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 blah. And, and I feel like Carl Pay's game worked so well during the OnePlus era because it was truly disruptive to our idea of what a premium mid-ranger should be. Mm -hmm. I don't feel this pitch can really work unless you do hit it with something fresh. But, I mean, I've been playing with Pocos. I've been playing with Vivos. I've been playing with Infinix. I've been playing with Xiaomi and Redmi. I've been playing with Pixels. I've got a Duo 2, I've got a Note 22. 
I've got novelty, man. I mean, no, no, no. We, I've, like literally on. every $25 price segment of the smartphone market has something mm-hmm. that is exciting to that one little slice of the market. And literally, like you can almost go $25, $25, $25. I like this phone. Oh, do you have $25 more to spend? I like this phone. Do you have another $20 to spend? This phone's really exciting too. I mean, that, that to me is, is I think the critical misstep in the way that he's presenting this is, is I, I, I think he's trying to play a flavor of the same game with a market that is so much more diverse than when yeah. he got into it. So just for, for reference, I just want to share real quick here the, 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 the symbols that we saw from the nothing announcement. So it was, it's surprisingly the phone one. Uh, if we have, a, remember the essential phone <laughs> one? Let's not get into for that sure. conversation. Coming summer 2022, some type of a circular. I think there's an I that's sitting right behind him that we can't see it. There's a C. There's another dash. Uh, it's symbolic at best. Uh, and then, of course, we saw... Uh, the you know the the launcher coming in April next month for specific devices. I'm I'll be interested to see if if OnePlus devices are one of those, um, or even if it's only available on essential phones, which would be even funnier. Um, the <laughs> no, I mean the the, the way that he, would be that would be that would be epic, wouldn't it? They'd be like, launcher's coming next month on essential one, and I'm like, really, the phone that nobody has, <laughs> and if they have, it doesn't boot up. No, uh, it, it's one of those weird. I, I take that back. I'm sure whomever has the, the essential phone still probably rocking it. Um, here, like, uh, oh, hey, George. Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah, Mobile what's geezer. up, George? Uh, I keep hearing the uh, this boring talk about phones, but I still get excited every time I, a new phone uh, that I acquire. Uh, maybe it's because I'm old. No, it, it's – and I think to kind of echo what, what Juan was saying is the reality is there is excitement still in the ecosystem. Uh I'm not going to lie. My excitement level for Ready for on top of on Motorola right now is like a brand new toy kid candy store type of excitement because it is so well polished. It is so there and it is something that I just didn't even know there. It's like you find a new store at the mall that you've never been into and you it ends up being that anime store that you really wanted to be in there and all your Dragon Ball toys are there. And you That's thought it was just going to be some lame, like, Funko Pop Absolutely, yeah. Store. And, another, and then you go another, in, you're another, like, oh, oh, no, I had it all wrong. Uh, exactly. So it, it's that type <laughs> of excitement that I've seen there. Um, I, I, again, don't get me wrong. Uh, once I heard the round B, when he said the words round B, I already right away I realized they've gone through two rounds of, uh, of uh, funding, uh, you know, basically um, seeding, getting investors on yeah. board. So this is the second round that they've gone to. Uh, they've invested this much money uh, or they already have that much money and they're looking for more investors. And the reason why it was done you know, this way is so that people, more people want to invest. Regular people like you and I want to yeah. be able to go in there and put their money in there. And don't get me wrong. Um, the Whatever product they launch will have a lot of hype around it uh, building up. My hope is just that it delivers and it doesn't kind of hit that wall that you're predicting in there because I'm actually in a way I feel like it may end up being where well, we build it up so much that we feel like this thing should be floating no, in AI there's no product and, and integrates into my brain. Yeah, literally no product can can survive these kinds of expectations. And, and from the and logos our expectations seeing, I can't... are completely out of whack yeah. where the, the, the biggest players in the smartphone industry – have issues launching new phones. Oh yeah, new I Samsung mean, devices require months of patching. Even mm-hmm. new iPhones require months of polish to oh, yeah. really get the phone that was promised to you from the keynote. Or so even months for those, features to be available that was announced at the keynote. 
So if, if that's the experience with a $3 trillion company, there is no way a, a, a brand, a, an upstart boutique brand like nothing is going to be able to launch a phone out the gate, really get it to consumers in any type of timely fashion. Oh, and, and, and it's going to be super, super limited edition. It's not going to be available for everybody. They're going to try to play oh, the same OnePlus game. OnePlus is... Plus can't even get a, a, a true pre-order out to North America. Yeah, Forget no. about nothing being able yeah. to, to fulfill orders on demand. This yeah. is this is ultra boutique. And so so yeah. this is this is the reality of the market in 2020, uh, 2022. Four or five years ago, someone could have gotten the funding and made a run of phones and worked with investors and and it would have worked. I mean, we had an essential phone. We had OnePlus. Mm-hmm. We had smaller players in the market that could iterate. That can't happen anymore. The reality of this is if you want to continue seeing boutique brands actually make it to market, you've got to put your money up front. I mean, mm-hmm. this is yeah. exactly what I what I mean in saying uh, you, you've got to put your heart on your sleeve. You've got to wear it on your sleeve. You've actually got to entertain some of the risk yourself because there are not many opportunities for boutique brands to actually try anymore. This market is very mature and trying to convince someone to take a step away from what's familiar is a Herculean task. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, now that means it's a money up front kind of task. It's a Kickstarter. I was the about only way to say that something like this is going to survive. There is a good. Wouldn't wouldn't it be funny though if on la- the launch event in the summer or whenever it, they decide to make the announcement? Because summer, by the way, the title summer, Sony has trained me could mean so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> when right? Sony says summer of, could be a. It's a very loose term. Um, I would be really surprised and like shocked if they actually launched it and they're like, and it's yeah. going to be available on Kickstarter or Indiegogo and you could definitely put your money. Indiegogo. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and no, no, as you were talking, I'm like thinking seriously, dude, that, that would be the best because they would be like, well, all the investment that we have, all the money that we got in is to get us to be able to get to where we are now. Now we need you to tell us exactly how many people want this phone yeah. and we're going to put it on Kickstarter and then it'll be available at the end in, of the year around Christmas in, in time. In a way, I kind of hope they do. Well, I mean, don't get me. I, I'm I'm with you, but I'm once okay. So here's the thing. It's there, there. Part of it has to be also that they don't look like they're just trying to grab at money. There's the there's yeah. the s there's the integrity of the conversation. Yeah, we know that they've gone. They've released the product, and they were trying to tell us, you know, we can finally tell you now that this that was not our true our true mission. That was not really what we we're trying to do. Right. X Y Z. I don't want to be blah. an audio brand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, although you pushed for that very hard. Um, the, at the end of the it day, it did have a sorry. It did have a little of that ring of big time YouTube tech reviewer holding up AirPods Max going. But I'm not an audiophile. <laughs> you're like, you made an earbud as your first product. You're an audio company. Congratulations. If, if, you should just if, own that. <laughs> if you walk into a store and the first thing you see is a whole bunch of audio earbuds, you're going to take a... F- I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. And, and I'm going to go Jeff say, Foxworthy on you, but you might be an audio brand. <laughs> um, the, the company itself, I think, look... Uh, <laughs> Regardless of which where it's going, I, I realize that, you know, um, Carl has a very uh, specific vision into what he wants to do. And my hope is that he yeah. finds a way to make this happen. 
the approach that was going on, once I realized that this was more of a sales pitch, not necessarily an announcement, um, mm-hmm. and that the launch are available next month for uh, our regular phones, it, again, it's like, why would you, like, again, a launcher doesn't change the core experience of your smartphone. So to imagine us getting special features from the new nothing phone on our current phone is also something, like I said, you need to kind of curb the expectations, gestures yeah. and functions, all of that. So I'm hoping that they're, they're going to be able to do something that will um, shake up the the ecosystem. But mm-hmm. for them to totally sideline Samsung and go straight for Apple in, a, in an announcement, uh, trying to say basically that we are going to be also working with Samsung to make them, you know, work in our ecosystem yeah. where Samsung's will be like, yeah, what do you think smart things is like what chop liver? We've been working on smart right. things for years. Like it incorporates already with Google. It runs, it does everything. Um, but you're going to come in and you're going to fix our problem. So we're like, you know, let's see how it goes. Uh, I want to, I'm trying to set my expectations low so that I'm actually able to yeah. be surprised. And I think most of us should don't, don't let the hype train build you up. Uh, if this isn't Twitch. Um, if we're on Twitch and this was the hype train, definitely go for it on Juan's show. But for us, please, <laughs> you know, all, all the, the hype was doing takes. well on Monday, man. Come on. Yeah. No, that was really fun. Again, having having someone to bounce the news off of was was yeah. very refreshing for my for my podcast. <laughs> Not like that we don't um, do it here, but yeah. No, I guess. Yeah, but but again, with my format being like newsier and stuff, like we actually got to dig into a little more politics and stuff. Yes. The, um, yes, yes. the the. I, I think the, the the reason why I'm in this kind of holding pattern that I'm in, I, I feel like you know being enigmatic, building the hype. The, these are established marketing tactics. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I can't blame him for employing something that works. Yeah, um, it gets people talking. It gets people interested. It's the 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 nerdy side, the techie side, where. You got to give me something if you're teasing this phone, just some hint or indication or some, clue. So, something because the because right now so we got nothing much to do about nothing, which is I really feel like is the title of this presentation yeah. because we got not even a slide, not even a glimpse. We got we got hieroglyphics for the, for the lack of a better term. Um, and, and some launcher of, things that I feel like I can replicate with. Um, what there's a there's a widget creator yeah uh oh um minimalistic sorry, text have you ever heard of minimalistic text uh no i i know which one you're so talking you, about though the you, widget but you, creator you can make uh, word widgets so like you make a clock widget out of minimalistic text and it writes out the time mm-hmm. like it, as like a full sentence and and you can do like weather and you can do all these things i used to rock that back during like the note two note three days my home screen was like just five rows and like web, um, social, uh, calendar, email, and I th- had like something else or like media player, and and yeah, so yeah. like each one of those had its own like specific kind of uh, tap action and long press action. It's an ancient widget, but like I'll still pull it out from time to time if I just want to make like a, a, a more functional clock or weather widget. And, so and, I used to use um, KWG. Oh yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it, I even did, did a video did, on them after the Apple widgets came out. Absolutely. So it, there has been 
there is a plethora of functional things that you can do to replicate what the nothing again but we don't really know all the other options that are available in there uh that that one thing that he showed us where he's saying you know if you start a uh, like a clock or a stopwatch and then you go away it kind of stays around yeah that's been around for months for years i i I can specifically point to it it's on my uh, oppo find x5 pro because i was using it when i was doing my speed charging i also (laughs) have a watch what wait well hold on yeah you wear what what the heck is a watch true is that new story it, it's, a, it's a timepiece that can be affixed to one's wrist that is useful for at a glance pieces of information is that like, what this is that that's what... exa- you are see you did you just didn't even know that's that's I, what it was i thought already. it was a blue light dude it has a blue yeah. light i, I use it at you, night you it wasn't had, strong enough it can also be a three in the morning bathroom flashlight when you don't want to turn all the lights on in your house. I, or make sure not to step on the cat, but that's just my situation at 3 a.m. in the morning. But yeah, <laughs> last thing you want is the. So, the whole family I mean, yeah. ultimately, yeah. I get to the end of all of this and the I, I have to appreciate. I know. <laughs> Simon, Simon, Simon is just kid rocking it. Yeah, mobile Sunday. Um, yeah. I, I, get, I get to the end of all of this and I desperately want there to be fun boutique competition. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I'm, I'm kind of thirsty for a project like this to succeed. Mm-hmm. But what passes for success. In, in the boutique space is not going to pass for, pass for success in the mainstream tech blog space. So even if this turns out to be a successful project, I, I believe it's still going to get hammered as a failure that it didn't somehow magically crack into the top three companies sold in its first six months launching one phone and it had a few bugs and it needed some software patches. What a laughable failure. And I think, unfortunately, our news cycle is just kind of primed for that right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it, so th- there. So here is it. There is a possibility that even if it does come out, and let's say it is a product like you said, it doesn't hit it out of the park. It doesn't really uh, prove that you know what what he said at the, at the event that you know that yesterday that this is basically the groundbreaking, ground shaking. Even as a failure, even if it does fail. If it does even half of what he's promising to do is bring in the ecosystem, I think challenge and bring in the ideas and drop those little droplets of hints into other companies' creative minds to help us move forward. And if he has even money enough to allow it to go to a Gen 2 or maybe even a Gen 3, that's it, it's going to be that type of a challenge because of the uphill yeah. battle that he's trying to jump on. Again, he's not. he went into the room and he's looking at the biggest, tallest guy and he said, you – Let's go. <laughs> and and I'm like, okay, that's you gotta realize this is different than saying that you're the flagship killer. Flagship killer is a quiet, slow, steady, up, uh, uphill. You build up, you bring you get the fans around. I mean, OnePlus for the longest time, nobody knew who they were. And then now they're in every you know, I mean, again, and as you know, obviously with this morning's an, uh, announcement, they're launching the OnePlus 10 Pro in the US. We're getting it finally. Sort of <laughs> it it's coming. Uh, I, I like is, I is. like that there's there's a a holding fee for a pre-order to then buy the phone for one dollar. So you, you could put your yeah. So it's, you it's, get to buy a promise ring to then buy your engagement ring to then marry your OnePlus Ten Pro. So that's I that's pretty that the, that instills a lot of confidence in their well, North American distribution. The 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 OnePlus te- uh, methodology right now or this year is very much in a very I would say in a discovery phase. 
Discovery, because what they were doing for years, which was working for them, is out the door. And we are now looking at a phone that was released three months ago, practically, you know, in January was with, you know, around the yep. CES and has been covered extensively by many, many uh, people by just buying the Chinese variant of this. And now we're getting it to the U.S. market. So the, the question is, obviously, is how do you make this fresh? So I feel like they're trying to figure out what will work. And I think we'll have to see how the uh, acceptances and how the coverage is going to be from everybody that already looked at it and said, well, this is just a color OS running, uh, you know, OnePlus 10 Pro. I don't know if this is something you guys should be able to check out. So all of the people that put out videos, I, I would like to see how their new coverage is going to be. Are they going to contradict themselves? Are they going to go backwards on their words? Or are they just going to basically double down and say, you know what, what I said last time, it's the same. I I'd like to see that. For me, it's a gonna, it, it will be a fresh look. Um, and it, uh, it, the only time I ever got a chance to play with the new variant of this was at NWC. They had it on the show floor. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to check it out. So for me, uh, or even yeah, to actually hold a OnePlus 10 Pro, I haven't even had a had chance to check it out prior I to know. that day. So my hope is that by next week, we'll we'll see what other announcement, what information. And, it, and of course, it's also going to come down to pricing. How is their pricing strategy going to be this year? Are they going to be fully over a thousand on everything uh you know and yeah. you know and, and or are they going to try to curb it back and try to find some things um but yeah but, so but that, again i i feel like we're in good shape looking at the international market i, I mm -hmm. think we're in good shape when we can see a moto yeah. that offers some hardware up and above the the price of an s22 plus you know you yeah. get a storage mm -hmm. bump and a ram bump um yeah. above what at, un, at under a thousand no no i'm sorry at under at, at 900 under, really at, 900 dollars yeah they are and, they took a page from uh google's book they're like mm -hmm. okay hold on a second let me show what i can do um and and, and i and, still feel like the 9 pro was with the exception of not having decks as a service i feel mm -hmm. like the 9 pro was a feature complete um premium competitor above the tier of the s21 plus mm -hmm. so i don't mind paying like a hundred dollar premium on a OnePlus over a Galaxy, if we do see, you know, like the faster charging, the higher resolution display, we got a different camera stack. The BBK mm -hmm. camera strategy has been really solid. I, um, I'm very, that was one of the biggest things. The moment I heard of the the uh, the uh, unification of the system, bringing Oppo into the conversation is the best yeah. thing they could have done for their cameras. Um, uh, uh, everything else has already been kind of mishmash in the background for many years. It's not like brand new, but the fact of the matter is having Oppo's camera system and Oppo's software run in the background is a win for OnePlus. This is the big thing that I feel like people are, are stuck on the whole, well, Oxygen OS is dead. Well, the reality at the end of the day is what are you getting? Are you getting a better product? Yes. Are you getting a more refined product that based on more uh, experienced than just the team that you were working with before, but they're still there. Absolutely. And I think this is what we yeah. need to kind of uh, appreciate. Um, but I also will say that reviewing and looking at a phone that is made for a different uh, market, specifically when it talks, when I'm talking about the software experience, color OS for China is not the color OS we get in the international markets. Not only do they have different apps, but they're close. also, yeah. yeah. And, and so to, to take that phone, it's like when I, when I, when I reviewed the find N, when I looked at the find N and I used it, I always explain the explanation that this is not a phone for us. This phone was intended for the Chinese market that we are able to adapt to our market. And you have to understand that there are some apps that are there or not there that are not going to work. There are some things that won't work by just installing Google Play, you know, your uh, the Google Play Store. 
but everybody that looked at the OnePlus 10 Pro looked at it as if this was the phone that OnePlus is trying to release in our market or internationally. This is going to be an international or global edition, so it will be different software. And believe it or not, there may also be some hardware configurations that may be changed in the conversation. We'll have to see. And yeah, how well, I different... mean, it's not like we haven't seen those things happen before. Yeah, but, no, regional but, uh, configuration, yeah. I, I mean, again, the topic is already dead on YouTube. The videos no. are already going to tank. The, the people who went out there and imported, uh, you know, a, a very region-specific flavor of the phone. I know PR likes to pretend that we don't watch videos from other countries. But, you know, some of my heaviest-hitting videos have been on Vivos. So, you know, I, I feel like that's, that's a foolish strategy to try and pretend like we haven't been cross-pollinating this conversation. Oh, yeah, um, for, for, for years, I, I'm, for years. I, I, I'm holding up OnePlus as the piece of evidence that yet another brand is looking at the United States and saying, we'll get some phones there, but they're not a priority. Yeah, they are no. way low on the list. We are, same thing with Sony. Sony's are selling like hotcakes in China and Japan. They're starting to filter through Europe more aggressively again. Yeah. We'll get them at the very, very end of the year once demand has been fulfilled everywhere else. OnePlus... They've been out for a couple months, and we're getting a very limited run batch of phones to satisfy this really staggered pre-order solution. I just feel we here in the United States, unless we do honestly start embracing competition and not just giving it lip service, we're increasingly going to fall behind the rest of the world. And and I mean genuinely fall behind. If you pick up mm -hmm. an, a Vivo, Vivo is not a label that should be going head-to-head -head with Galaxy S Samsungs, and yet they are. Um, it, it, it's shocking to see how little crazy new exciting tech is coming to our ultra-premium devices, yeah, like is. over $1,000. I, I feel like we're, we're, we're going to continue to slide and miss out on fun stuff if this is the way we're going to play. It's... But it, it, what it's doing, though, to us in the U.S., as far as the market side, we're really pretty much left with Samsung, Apple, and Motorola. Real, realistically? Yeah. Oh, and, 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 and TCL. And I'll take that back. T, and, well, Google as well. Uh, but what I meant to say is, like, from the from the aspect of, like, when when, Samsung, when Sony does this, when OnePlus, you know, where they're able to be at carriers, and obviously we've seen them, they're able to put, the, put, put, it, put devices in stores. Um, going into this strategy, Sony going into this strategy, which obviously they're not in the stores uh, right now. They used to be, hopefully, at one point again. Um, you know, Samsung is the only one releasing phones internationally at the same time as us in the U.S. Apple does the same thing. Uh, OnePlus is obviously now with a new system. Motorola was, again, with the Edge Plus, this was something, again, unique to the U.S. Uh, there is a different variant, by the way. This was not the same. It was released as under the X30, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. in India. So it's uh, mm -hmm. it's a regional variant of that. So we had the yeah. Edge Plus 2022. Um, and, and then you get Pixel with Google. Those are the only four companies that are still officially still launching here. TCL, again, more so. Uh, focusing again more European as you talked because sure. this year we only got two variants so far, but the the rest of the ecosystem the TCL thirty series is going to the international market Asia Europe Middle East they're specifically regionalizing their devices and focusing on what makes sense so I don't know I don't know it's it's a tough 
I, I feel like our conversations and our us, us championing these type of uh, other devices, other markets, Vivos, Oppos, uh, Xiaomi's, Realme's, Redmi's, uh, Black Shark, all these devices that most people that are if if they're in the U.S. and they haven't watched our show before, they're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Right? Like, what are these devices? Can they do what I can? Can I can do? Do they even boot up Android? <laughs> uh, type of a conversation. Uh, can they even Twitter, bra? They don't. They don't tweet, my friend. You, you you write the message on your phone and you throw the phone to your friend. That's how they get it. Um, it it's very. It's concerning. I'm concerned because it's of the very way, concerning. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a very shift. It's a dynamic shift that I think people are not p- paying attention to. Uh, but again, you know, we get companies like Nothing walking in here saying, you know. Move aside Samsung, move aside Pixel, all of that. Let me go straight for the head honcho because they feel like Apple is the de facto uh, mobile experience and that's who they have to fight with. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. If you Maybe you should check out the stores. There are other brands in the room. So, uh, oh, <laughs> what kind of iPhone is a Vivo? Um, it's, it's an iPhone 5. I-V-O. Uh, so it's the five with an I, yeah. IV that's a four. Yeah. It's, so a Ro- it's Roman numerals. Roman it's, numerals. It's a, uh, yeah. The zero is silent. So it's 54. So it's the iPhone 54 just released ahead of time. So, so yeah, it, yeah, if you want great. the iPhone 54, get the I iPhone I would like Vivo. to change the subject just ever so briefly because <laughs> this just popped up in my news feed and I'm going to try Please. and screen share without completely nuking my setup here because that's always fun. Oh, yeah, Monday uh, was fun. My, Monday was definitely fun. <laughs> I know. I kept trying. He was like, oh, wait, no, this is broken. <laughs> there was like a whole, you had to switch us, put oh, it back, no. and bring down and do shaking. Um, Go ahead. Be, because you and I are both Sony shills. Um, Absolutely. I feel like you would appreciate this that just popped up on GSM Arena. Um, PUBG oh, I saw the, yes. Sony Xperia's as the official smartphones for 2022 tournaments. My so two now, favorite official, games on mobile. <laughs> my, the official, the official esports phone for for PUBG is going to be uh, Xperia One Flight. and Xperia Five. I am so pumped! Not it's, okay. Not it's the perfect esports phone. It's practical. It, I, it's to the point. Has great wide, power management. Wider features. landscape experience. You get way more view. Way more great uh, controller support. Absolutely. 4K, 4K, one twenty hertz. There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of things to be said, but this is exciting for me. So they've had the Call of Duty collaboration for years, and mm-hmm. we've, I've always appreciated that. There's to this day, actually, they still hold the monopoly on the specific yeah, mode when you want to play Call of Duty. <laughs> if you want to play it at ninety frames per second, it has to be done on a Sony. It doesn't work anywhere else. It's crazy. So um, <laughs> that game. How do, How do you, you even pronounce, pronounce that it? game's name? <laughs> uh, it's just so confusing because there's like not another vowel. So is it Pubga? I don't it's... even know how names work because <laughs> I can't. Poosh. I review, <laughs> I review phones, but not really. Yeah. Uh, oh, what so did I shoot me... this on? I shot it on a Sony Alpha A7S III. Why? That's totally <laughs> easy to say. Because that makes but... absolutely sense. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, speaking of Sony's, I've uh, I've acquired a few can. <laughs> I told you I got the 6400, and uh, of course, when you get a camera, yeah. you need to get lenses. 
So oh, yeah, now I'm on, yeah, I'm I'm on a I'm on a bad path, man. I, I'm already two two lenses in, <laughs> and I'm already eyeing my third that new like, Sony lens that they talked that just got announced. You're already doing that, like, Dave oh. Chappelle. Yeah, you got got any more lenses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which which OSS what? Huh? <laughs> e mount baby. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's mount that. Uh, oh crap. Okay. See, with that being said, a DTF. Yep, a DTF is right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every yeah, time he, I say something was, that could be ready. mistaken, yeah, Aditya's like... He, he pounced. <laughs> See? <laughs> I didn't even have to blink. Uh, nope. I should have just... <laughs> no. Yep. Um so yeah, very exciting to see that. Um, yeah, I, I saw that uh, on there because I obviously I followed them as well. So I saw that it was like really really exciting to see. Um, is it, we all have a similar export contact uh, esports contest the game in like Mobile Legends sponsored by Realme. So yeah, Mobile Legends is actually uh, very big. Uh, Honor used to do uh, real mm-hmm. esports. I even actually went to. They invited me back in the day with XDA. Um, to Paris for an esport uh, competition using their Honor. I want to say the Honor View 10. It wasn't the View 20. Uh, it was about a year before, and it was literally like a competition. They had desks. There was live yeah. streaming. It was sponsored. It was like really, really exciting to see um, and to hang out with the team. So, uh, yeah, uh, gaming on smartphones is so much more exciting and so much more fun. This is why, like I said, why I, I want better solutions on thermal management when it comes down to the 888 and the 8 Gen 1. Um, because these, you know, like I, it, it, and you'll get into it, obviously, you know, I, I reached some interesting thermal temperatures on this when I was playing because oh, Motorola, I don't doubt it because it, something it, tells me Motorola is not playing any games with pre-throttling apps. No, so no. you're going to get the full 13 to 15 <laughs> watts of power draw off of the HN1. To this day, with the toasty. amount of eight. So I and I've had I've had my hands on eight Gen ones more than enough. I'm not going to say this is just like the first one. I haven't had one cross 120. So I had I hit 120. Uh, oh, I, I, I mean 120 is already like wow, that's hot. Yeah, I was like my it was it was like don't get me most of the time I've seen like with the 888 and the HN1 like 115, 116. Um, but this was like 119, 120. And I think if I kept, kept, kept gaming where they're supposed to put the phone down to try to take on. And mind you, of course, I was playing Undead Horde. So there's obviously, you know, yeah. you have to understand I had it on full settings, um, you know, and I was getting my butt kicked by all of the, <laughs> the different uh, villages I was trying to uh, invade in there. So t- to me, it, was, it wasn't even a big uh, – I didn't even get to the advanced sections. So long story is – we need better thermal management. I feel like there has to be a company that goes out there and starts putting cooling systems for smartphones. We need mm-hmm. that ecosystem to leverage the 888 and the HN1. I, I keep looking and, back at just how ridiculous the performance scores were. The last one I got to play with was the Red Magic 5. And okay. the, like the fact that it actually had that silly little fan built into the phone. And this is before we even got to the 888. That was a uh, Snapdragon 865. And the 865 yeah. was an amazing performer and giving it some active cooling. thermal oh. cooling hardware took it to another level. I mean, th- there were 888s that fell behind that Red Magic simply because you could run it a lot harder and, and not much have to long- with the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Long gaming sessions and you were literally only throttled, not throttled limited by the battery if you weren't yeah. charging and obviously running things so um, i do so- real quick just want to throw a shout out because they just jumped in we got bionic scoop and we hey, got easy scoop. we got eric easy computer solutions in the house too uh, thanks for dropping by gents um 
Uh, always, always glad to see your names popping up in the live chat. Nice, but so, nice. yeah, I mean, just just for our, our folks who who do the the sort of international measurements on things like once we start seeing phones climbing over 50 to 50 degrees Celsius, um, that's toasty. That's that's getting real toasty. And I've seen a, a, a handful of like some hardcore gaming tests where what was it, the Xiaomi 12? I can't remember what channel someone please put it in the in the chat. Someone got a Xiaomi 12 up to I think it was almost 60 degrees, uh, 60 degrees Celsius on a gaming and- test. And you're like, that's 140 degrees Fahrenheit. That's insane to hold in your hands. You can't. You, wow. you, you, you would not hold that in your hands. And that's what we're looking at. If, if we really let this SOC go and we're not doing any type of performance management and it has full access to that battery. Cont- I think we have consensus. It is well, te- tech, tech tablets? tablets was, tech tablets was doing one. This is a smaller creator than tech tablets. And I think mm-hmm. the only reason, the only reason why I'm, I'm calling back to this specifically is because I think this was one of the gentlemen that also did a direct head to head between the Aiku mm-hmm. and the Xiaomi. And he literally showed what my anecdotal experiences were. My anecdotal experiences are this phone spikes and crashes, spikes and crashes. The Aiku sets a performance limit like it really doesn't let you get over 60 frames per second on many games but because it's not letting you spike above 60 frames per second you end up with almost a perfect consistent 60 frames per second as opposed to the spike crash spike crash spike crash and in one of his tests i can't remember the channel name now in one of his tests i think that the xiaomi got up to like 58 degrees are you talking about something unbelievable is it? Is it? It might have been Technic. It might have been Technic. Thank you, Darren. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll try to add that to the podcast show notes later. Mm-hmm. I, I've got it saved somewhere in my Gmail because I emailed it to myself because I said, "Ha ha, that's stupid." Um, but <laughs> I just like, I, I, I'm, I'm having such a hard time with this gimmicky conversation about phones that only do phone things. The eight Gen One. Is, is actually kind of an amazing piece of silicon considering the iteration on uh, the smaller 710 core and 510 cores, what the, mm-hmm. uh, what the Cortex-X2 can really do. But to me, this looks more and more like the kind of chip I would much rather have in, in a Windows-on-ARM kind of solution. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. if you can give this thing active cooling and you can let it draw, you know, a consistent 15 watts... Then, then you've got a solution that's competing against Core i3s, Core i5s, pretty easy. Like it's really good. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm having issues with the way that we're we're trying to utilize this in a closed up, sealed, water resistant, big battery, big screen smartphone kind of environment because I don't know that we can adequately cool what the chip can really do. So now we've got to play games with how the chip manages its own power management and thermal throttling. Yeah, no, and 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 different OEMs are some some companies are addressing it. Some people are. Some companies are not. Um, uh, the the Xiaomi Twelve Pro, I mean, definitely can run hot. I was surprised actually he was able yeah. to get it to that level because I didn't actually get it to that to cost one twenty. Uh, Moto. It, so I, I had an idea that Moto could be pushed, and I realized Moto can definitely get warmer than the average phone uh, can get warm yeah. um 
But when I hit that 120, it was actually uncomfortable for me to play. That was the reason why I put it down. When I realized it was actually getting to the point I was uncomfortable. Um, And the phone that I got didn't have a case. In the past, I've advocated for... With the 888 and the HN1, I, I've always wanted to say, like, f- these phones need cases. You need something to separate mm-hmm. your finger from the actual device to allow that temperature, the dissipation of the heat to go to do its course without making it uncomfortable. This one on the display became so warm that I actually put it down to take the measurement. And when I saw the number, I was like, whoa, I have not had yeah. one phone go to 120. So 140, he was ready to cook. Um, he was and, cooking. And, uh, it, it, it is, it, but it, it's... That's <sighs> insane. I mean, and think about it. The Snapdragon 810 used to, and I was, used to but cause was, soldering to fail. It ran, yes, yes, yes. So the eight, so I remember the eight. That, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. The, the 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 HTC One M9, I don't believe ever got up to 60C. I don't think it ever got that hot. No, no. I, I mean, even even with those, yeah, I don't think we were talking about 60. It was we're, still we're in another tier this is a completely different universe of performance I, to where we were on the 810 no no i and i think if i'm not mistaken technic was benchmarking it though he wasn't running it on it wasn't an app that he was running on his phone i mean it, it might have just app, been a, C, a cpu yeah uh, yeah no i, I like think thro- the, literally it, a cpu throttle he, he was in the that. testing that he was showing he was doing through different level layers but what i'm trying to say is for me on on the on the moto i was actually playing a game this is something that we would yeah. probably be doing like Genshin Impact and, and Undead Horde have the ability of pushing a device to whatever limit it has thermally uh, I didn't even install Genshin because I'm, I'm no longer going to because I already know what Genshin is going to do but I really wasn't expecting Undead Horde to push it to, to that so long story short it, it surprisingly wasn't tanking the performance the the game wasn't stuttering I didn't lose frame rate I wasn't no. having any issues with stuttering the phone still functioned but I couldn't hold the phone yeah, you know I mean? like it, it became like I I should have a a case. I should have it on a tripod or somewhere, or even actually, believe it or not, a, a better solution maybe even just plugging it into another monitor using a ready for, and using yeah. a controller with it. That may also leverage some of the temperatures. You, you, you know what? I, I I kept saying like, okay, well, you know, the Samsung version of this is going to be like this, and the Xiaomi version of this is going to do that, and the OnePlus version is probably going to be performance limited too. Oh yeah. You know, I I really think we're coming down to Sony. I need to see what Sony's going to be able to do with HS power control and their pan- power management features with and see AD, like yeah. if we can take the battery the battery heat out of the equation because one of the things that's contributing it's not the main source of heat but one of the things that's contributing it's is the power draw is the power draw and then the battery is having to discharge so aggressively that is adding a couple degrees to the inside mm-hmm. of your phone case if we can bypass the battery and we can fire on HS power control, and the the USB-C cable is just being used to operate the phone Pass with kind of up. a trickle charge state to the battery. Mm-hmm. If we can save a couple degrees there, is that going to be enough to give us a more reasonable power performance balance and, and, and get, let us game on a phone where it doesn't get uncomfortable to play a graphics-intense game after five minutes? Um, that that I think is en- going to end up being probably the truest test of the HN one in twenty twenty two for mm-hmm. any kind of like mainstream smart. I mean, there are going to be specialty gaming phones that have all different kinds of like 
wacky control features. I'm sure there's going to be another Red Magic. The Red Magic oh, yeah. 7 is already out. So, so there's a 7 and a 7 Pro, but the 7 is the so, one that's coming out internationally first. So, so, so there, there are already exotic solutions, but if we want the sealed-up, water-resistant, traditional, sleeker phone form factor, I think it's going to be Sony's game. I, I mm-hmm. really don't know of anyone else who has lived up to that kind of uh, claim for battery longevity and power management in yeah, a phone. The one, the one Mark III, the Pro I, the Pro, uh, the one Mark III and the Pro I are definitely a great, and the one, uh, the five Mark III were also very good examples of that last year. It was a, a balanced experience in a good, in a good level. Um, and, and I honestly want to say this is, and it may not be a popular opinion. Um, any phone that throttles at this point, like, and I'm specifically speaking to Oppo and to OnePlus, because since OnePlus now adopts the same ecosystem, I honestly don't think there most uh, there are going to be that many situations where we'll, we we will need to turn on full full power of the SOC to get the mm-hmm. benefit of the of our devices. I think we have reached the point that ninety percent performance of the eight Gen One is literally more than you need on a daily basis sure. for anything and everything that you want to do. Even if even if you're going to think about processing and pushing out content, because the reality of the matter is we are way ahead of what we need. Hardware wise, to, to well, developers video. aren't aren't taking advantage of no. The, like, it, we don't the, have apps that are struggling to keep up with Snapdragon eight fifty fives. And this was a again. This is a, from the eight fifty five. Even before the eight forty five, the reality is the the performance to uh, the, the the performance that we get is always way more. And we keep getting sold on the idea that every year we need more and more performance. I think it's really more of the refinement, the better tuning, the the, the performance enhancement. Again, like you said, it. I think a few few shows back, maybe having an off year, not necessarily in, introducing a, a new SOC. Year. Yeah, yeah, a refinement year. Um, I think those are the things that we need because. The way we're going right now, if if on the four nanometer we're doing this, what are we going to do when we get down to the three nanometer and we're trying to push more power out of a smaller, you know, uh, the the ecosystem well, is. See, what, what's frustrating is the die shrink should be mm-hmm. giving us better efficiency. It should. But we're, it... we're 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 die shrinking, and then significantly boosting uh, the power, performance the power performance uh, in the power draw. Yeah. And so we're we're not only not getting the efficiency bump that we should be seeing, it's it's like we're eating into territory that we we didn't really have room to eat into on the and I don't, th- I don't even think SOC. we needed to. This is the thing. I don't no. think we really even needed and, to. And and now and now that we're getting to this point, the whole BS um nerd you know, clutching of pearls when Google announced the tensor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Tensor benchmarks just aren't stacking up against the A88. I mean, it is just not as performant a chip. It's just not going to be able to hang with more intense use. I, you know, it's just really a shame. Tensor is, is, is a, it should have come out the year before. Google isn't going to be, I mean, this is all BS. The practical real world solutions, you're, you know, a Tensor completely unmanaged is outperforming easily what Samsung was doing with an 888, throttling it with mm-hmm. their blacklist. All of that was fake. It was fake techie outrage from people who have never stressed their phones, that have never performance tested their phones, have only fired up a Geekbench. I ran Geekbench 12 times in a row to see how much it throttled. Tells you nothing about really using that phone. 
And so now I pick up a Pixel 6 Pro, and it is wonderfully performant. I pick up a OnePlus 9 Pro, and the most recent software updates have really cleaned out that performance. And I occasionally will throw it into maximum energy mode, like when I want to cut a quick video and I want it to render really stupid fast, and then I tap on the nag screen and I put it back into lower power battery mode, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And so all of this 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 nerdy techie um these these claims of like well I mean we just don't see the performance. And like you're not doing anything performant on your it, phone. It, 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 you, you're yeah. No no. The I, numbers are fake. <laughs> we don't live we don't all sit all day long running Geekbench and hoping to get a better score every single time we run it. And and like I said, this is why when we were talking about Technic, it's more about uh, there are certain things that you have to kind of understand what you're expecting, what you use your phones for. The the A Gen 1 as a processor is throttled, I think, is a good experience. And with the uh, the exceptional, like you, like you said, you need to, re- you know, you really need to hit the pedal to the metal, turn that on, let it run on its own. As you're done, you're done and you move on. But I think honestly yeah. for games um, on the on the Moto, I did not even touch performance mode. I don't want performance mode to be turned on on anything on this because I didn't need it. I didn't think the phone needed. There was nothing in there that was going to benefit from having a toggle yeah. to tell me performance mode on a phone that was running at a 120. I'm only imagining how much hotter I could have gotten at one more day if I had performance <laughs> mode turned on. Um, and, and again, the, uh, the you know PUBG was able to push it that far. Call of Duty was able to push it that uh, to close to 120. And that shouldn't be the temperatures. So, um, and 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 genuinely, this is where we need to start having conversation, big boy and big girl conversations, just like we we do with gaming laptops and and yeah. and, and, and even consoles. I mean, like we have a certain expectation that you're going to fire up a game, uh, a console, you know, a, a modern, cutting edge piece of hardware that lives behind your TV, mm-hmm. and if you turn on all the eye candy, you might be gaming at 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And that's the choice you're going to make. And if you want to game at 60 frames per second, you take a tiny minor hit to the visual fidelity, yep. and then you get more frames per second. And and I love it. You know, like there are gaming phones that have like 144 hertz displays and 165 hertz displays. Sorry. And I yeah, yeah. can't think of any games that your phone can really sustain and max that out. And I mean, even older titles, like I love Riptide Renegade. It's mm-hmm. still my favorite oh, racing game on Android. I don't think I've ever seen a phone really push that above 120. Even with all this fancy, crazy, awesome hardware, it, it's it's like it's locked right in there. Most of the games I play, if if I can hit 60 frames per second with you know the visual fidelity that my phone can sustain, then I'm pretty good. Um, yeah. It's nice. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's really nice when I can fire up Dead Cells and get over 90 frames per second because that little platformer really does the twitchiness of being mm-hmm. able to play Dead Cells at a faster frame rate. That helps. Same mm-hmm. thing with a COD Mobile or a PUBG. Like, it it definitely matters for the twitchiest elements of that gameplay. But if I'm playing, you know, real uh, strategy game or tower defense or... You know, like 60 frames per second, I'm doing fine. And we acknowledge this with gaming monitors and we acknowledge this with gaming laptops. Asus makes different pieces of hardware for literally different kinds of games. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to have those kinds of conversations with gaming on phones too and move beyond just the, 
you know, CPU melting visual fidelity of Genshin Impact, and then you play a round of COD Mobile, and that's your whole gaming conversation for Android. There's so much more there's, to consider there's in there. There's many, many aspects to it. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, and um, and I'm sure we'll we'll be able to cover this. We'll talk more about it as, as time goes on, because, again, there, this is the beginning of 2022. This is the weird part. We're, we're barely almost at the point where Q1 is over, um, and it looks yeah. at least at this point. So I'll say this: I'm looking forward to seeing what OnePlus is doing on the uh, on the 10 Pro. Yeah, mostly because it I haven't be had fun. a chance to play with it with before. So th- their experience from what we see in last year with the 9 Pro, I want to see the evolutionary change. Not necessarily sure. maybe on the camera stacks and so on. Again, a lot of that information very similar. But the point yeah. of the conversation is: How are they managing the 8 Gen One? Is it more, or is it the same? Is it more different? Is it closer to what Oppo's doing? Because Oppo's doing a decent job also of cooling it, but it oh, does yeah. definitely get a little bit warm. I feel like the the ceramic on the Find X5 Pro helps a lot more on the cooling than a traditional uh, the materials that we're using. I feel like even the casing, the back casing of the phone, needs to be more thought for or basically well designed to allow dissipating the heat or also even pull in more cool air from the outside to for allow sure. it to cool the system so yeah. uh, so yeah, I, I just I, have I to I, because i know simon says hypno is making a joke he writes you guys prefer stability over unfettered power i'm reporting you all to the n22 police i i no it is not what i'm saying simon what i'm saying is i want both under my control so when I want like stability, you want to put it ninety-five percent of the time. Yep. That's what I want. And then when I'm pushing render on a video, and I absolutely want it to 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 just crunch that video as aggressively as possible, I want it to matter that I pushed super hot spendy battery mode, and that it really does it. And, and then I go back to totally regular. The social media browsing mode. Turn, turn sun mode off, basically. <laughs> and, and exactly. The the nuclear option is has been disabled. The, the, the biggest problem I have is I, I don't want an app to slow down before it's really had a chance to hit the system. I yeah. feel performance management makes more sense when it's 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 sort of a you know thermal based as opposed to blacklisting. Um, and, and I just want, I just want control over that button. If, if I could put all of my social media apps on the lowest power cores and my video editing on the medium cores with a, a toggle to say, when render use X one core, mm-hmm. if I could just have those, if then else statements, I would be brilliantly happy. And I understand that most consu- most average consumers aren't going to mess with that. Let them go full autopilot. I don't care. I and buying stupid expensive phones. I am a power user, so I want those those giant levers for for power and battery. Yeah. No, no. It, and I think this is uh, the, my hope is that we're going to see some solutions in that in that realm hopefully as time goes on because again, it, it's still the beginning of the year and we still haven't <laughs> even seen what the 7 series Dang and the it. 6 series are going to start. Se- Se- Sebastian in her chat is actually, you know, secret police, uh, secret N22 police. Uh, all this time we've just been giving away all of all of the our geek thing squad. Scrapers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Oh my God! It is it, it's foiled yeah, again by we, those we, virtuous benchmarking services. 
I it is it is there are certain things I think you need to be understanding and how things are and operating. So um, one thing I did get a chance to mention is that it is a, the Edge Plus is a 144 uh, 1080p uh, panel, which was also oh, okay. interesting. So there is some interesting approaches uh, you know Motorola is trying to put in there, um, going with a slightly faster panel than you know QHD, yeah. but I think 1080p. And but it has auto mode and sixty sixty frames per second uh, for locked, which you can actually use to hopefully lower some of the requirements on the system, Definitely. so you don't have to push it. Again, so. I mean, it's looking real solid. Like mm-hmm. Moto has a sweet spot targeted against phones like the um, like the S twenty two plus, and I think that's the perfect territory to kind of strike out a more phone focused experience that also has some power user features on it. It's mm-hmm. not hyper premium. It's not super exotic. It's at the it's at the high end of what I I think a a daily driver experience should resemble, and mm-hmm. it's got a few fun features that make the the experience unique. Yeah, and, and I think that's the best place to target. No one is buying ultra super premium over a thousand dollar Android right now. That is such a small niche of the overall Android uh, sales figures right now. No, no, you've got got like sort of your crown jewel phone. That's exactly the territory where I think it should be. You can kind of pick and choose some of those Mm -hmm. features. Some phones may be going higher resolution, more like a OnePlus. But even the OnePlus 10 this year feels more like a lateral move over the OnePlus 9. A little little bit more, yeah. On paper, obviously, this experience changes when we'll actually have phones to play with. But on paper, it looks more like taking a few parts and swapping them, not Mm -hmm. every part got an upgrade. Because going from OnePlus 7 to OnePlus 8 to OnePlus 9 felt like a steadier march of Mm -hmm. of tangible improvements to major features on the phone. And going from OnePlus 9 Pro to OnePlus 10 Pro kind of feels like... This one part got more expensive, so we saved money on this other part, and it's not necessarily an overall better phone, mm-hmm. but some things will be better, and some things will kind of be the same. I mean, if you're on a OnePlus 9 Pro, you're still on a screamer. Oh, I, absolutely. Anyway. And I, don't, I don't think so. the, the 10 Pro is in is mar- it should be marketed to the 9 Pro users. No. It's very much at, at the 7 and the 8 at, at, at the latest. If, the reality, if you're on a OnePlus 8 Pro... I'd still say you're probably fine, and you so can I, probably maybe ride the eleven. Out yeah, yeah, no, no. So the six pro. and the so the six and the, the six and the seven realistically. I, I then, think I uh, think you know, exactly that. I think I think the OnePlus Ten Pro looks like it's making a lot of sense if someone was still on a seven Pro or a seven T. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you like that kind of OnePlus uh, performance experience. The the software updates are going to start thinning out for the OnePlus 8s, but I feel like that upgrade. I know so many people who, uh, in in the OnePlus community, you still see so much conversation around OnePlus 6s and OnePlus 7s. And and I I think the OnePlus 10 is the phone to maybe start looking at like, well, what is my upgrade path if I don't want to go Samsung or some other manufacturer and I do want to stick with this? This is the phone that I think you would maybe start considering. My my, I was talking to my brother earlier today, and and he was still very happy with his seven pro. So he mm-hmm. he's like, because I I told him, hey, do you want to try to maybe upgrade to the eight pro or maybe go something maybe nine pro? He's like, no, I'm here, I'm good. The it's, seven pro still does. The one plus eight pro's main camera sensor is so good. Um, th- that's that's where I'm kind of like, 
it would still kind of feel like a lateral move. You'd be trading extra power for extra battery draw. You know, the the ultra wide think... is probably more fun on the OnePlus mm-hmm. 10 Pro from what I've seen, but you've got yeah, the, it was kind of like faster... what we saw with the 9 Pro, yeah. You've got but you've got the faster higher resolution display on the mm-hmm. OnePlus 8 Pro still. Um, the design is still OnePlus pretty. Uh, the performance on that 865 is still phenomenal. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a tough call even at two years. I know I like to make those videos like, is this phone worthy of a one-year upgrade? OnePlus 8 Pro to OnePlus 10 Pro, that's still, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I can definitively answer what you have to be looking for to say, yes, that is the upgrade for me that I am going to trade in a phone or swap a phone or sell a phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least with the OnePlus 7, you're talking about older, slower camera sensors. Close, close I, thankfully, to end of end of life cycle kind of uh, end of life cycle. Support. Thankfully, I, I from from the people that I have still seen rocking OnePlus 7s, those pop up periscope selfie cameras have been hanging in there. Like they mm-hmm. seem to yeah. have gone the distance. I'm surprised, um, even, but yeah, no. My, mine, mine didn't get used super heavy after its first year, but like I can still fire it up and it's still doing great. Um, but, but it's right in there, you know. Like someone on a OnePlus Seven still might be like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I, fine. I, I, it, I, it, this this <laughs> year seems to be like I said. I, I told my wife, "I hey, the Note Twenty Two Ultra is coming out. Is this something that you'd be interested?" She's like, "No, oh, I'm good." The Note 20 Ultra is still good, very strong. Uh, it got one UI. It got the latest software running Android 12. There's really not much. There. I mean, and it has an SD card. And um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the Mac Stripe somehow. She's having some problems where it wasn't oh, initiating. Yeah. So I may have to just uninstall Samsung Pay and get it reinstalled again. But I mean, long story short, uh, this yeah, it, it's more more so uh, more more so the part of course at this point where more companies are yeah, we'll just wait. We'll see how it goes. So we'll have to see. Um, I hope OnePlus does figure out how their approach is going to be in the future. Um, because for the most part, this may be the only OnePlus device that we see this year. The, the, the We may see maybe a Nord successor, maybe a couple of Nords. But last year, that's what we got. We got the, 10, the, the 9 Pro and the 9. And then this year, we don't even know about the 10, right? Uh, there's rumors about an Ultra. So I don't know if that ever happens. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, but I, I, and, I do want to say... What? Yeah. I, I mean, sorry, just to just to cap that point and I'll keep it real short. And, and okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if folding one plus into Oppo meant they took a buy year. They took a year just to just to kind of fold up the organizations and get them synced up and, and, and working together and collaborating more efficiently. Mm-hmm. We got like one flagship phone out. Maybe we only get a Nord. And again, it'd be like a rebadged real me. But let's if that's if that's all that makes it to market, so that we can come back to twenty twenty three, you know, sort of with a fresh focus on what regions really need what phones. I don't think that would be a bad thing. I, no, I, no, no, I, 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 feel I, I do not disagree. More companies yeah, would benefit from some patience in this market. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I just realized that my camera keeps dropping, and I need to fix my uh, overhead camera. You got. You can't see it in the frame that we are in, but in my it's frame, just it's dipping it, in like a boom mic. Well, I have it on a boom mic on a boom on a boom stand, and um, 
the 6400 uh, the a6400 is a heavier body uh hold on let me show you guys what i mean here so let me put this in you could barely see it on your side it's right above the counter that little black area here at the top yeah there that is, is that is that's the camera sensor <laughs> uh the, the lens and um I keep adjusting it and putting it up and putting it up and then literally within a day or so. I have an, I even have a counterweight bag with my you know extensive collection of wall chargers that I never use um, right. in it to try to leverage the weight. But <laughs> the the Sigma lens that I got, which is absolutely nice, I got a nice uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not not portrait um, prestige. Uh, they have that. Uh, a boutique, oh, I, like, I, uh, I can't remember. Sigma names. Sigma yeah. started to go fancy with their names. Uh, but it's a nice little zoom lens uh, that does the job exactly. It's beautiful, and it just looks great on camera. Um, so the problem is with the two and the weight and the fact that I'm not using a, a real C-stand, I'm using a boom mic because the boom mic worked for years. Uh, I need to readjust and try to do leverage and try to get it to, to stay. But, yeah, every little bit or so, you'll see it in my frames. It's either I punch in <laughs> to the point where at some point my videos will be like this just so that this doesn't show up or – I have to maybe tie it to the ceiling or something. We'll have to figure something out. <laughs> I may have yeah. Jerry Riggin. Hey, Mr. Vergara is in the chat. Hey. <laughs> JV Tech T. Hey. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Forget about it. No. Um, but, you know, realistically, though, um, is he a TK with the, that book? Oh, my God. No, I, I seriously i am I'm going down a bad rabbit hole when it comes to lenses. I do have... Um, I do appreciate the the improvements the a really good piece of glass can do to any camera. Uh, like yeah. even the E10, this this new Sigma lens um, just did tremendously on it. I was I was ready to sell it, and then the moment I started using, it, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I can use this. I can make this work. Mm -hmm. This is my B camera for off or outside of the office. So I'm starting to shoot more and more stuff um, outside yeah. of the office with that. Although, setup, have, so. have you have you grabbed? Um... What is it? Because I have the Sigma 16 Contemporary. It's the Contemporary. Okay, so this one is the Contemporary. Sorry, I, I, I want to say boutique. So, but, so have you, have you yeah. grabbed the 30 millimeter f1.4? No, I haven't gone. I haven't gone primes. I've been trying okay. to shoot more versatile okay. lenses. Okay, okay, okay. At, okay, at okay, a low, okay. so yeah, yeah. So okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so because um, you said Sigma the, 30 f1.4, and that's exactly what the first search came up. 30 f1.4. I believe it's on sale for under three hundred now, it and it is two sixty four. A ridiculous piece of glass to oh, have God. an f one point four. The autofocus is like butter. Oh. Um, it is. And it is a Sony E mount. So good. Oh my God! This is gonna break. Okay, it's I, only two sixty four though. It's only two sixty four. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I wouldn't be pimping this so hard if it weren't because because I have where is it? It's on my bookshelf right now. So I've got the micro four thirds version and and this this has been just a joy to shoot on for you know the the depth of field that I need in my office. Um that is a ridiculously good buy that puts it like just slightly ahead of the pricing that we used to have for like the Canon 50 millimeter F 1.8 plastic fantastic, you know, mm -hmm. like they used to be like kind of a $120 lens. Right. So to be able to land that shallow uh, depth of field, that, that wide of an aperture on an APS-C sensor is going to look real good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So you know what? For 264, I can't, I can't say no to that. 
because the the uh, the other lens that I picked up for uh, the Sigma was a is actually more at, at a wider range. I think it was like mm-hmm. a sixteen to one hundred five. It was very much of oh yeah, and it, it's an f one point four. But I felt like that one was not one point four, an f four on that one. Um, mm-hmm. The contemporary one that I got the the sixteen to eighty, I think sixteen. No, eighteen to fifty is the one I'm using. That's the one that's hanging up from the top. Uh, that's an F, a constant f two point eight, which really does well for low light, much better than f four. And but at one point four though, <laughs> at f one, okay, okay. And and, uh, and I mean, obviously on your EPSC, it's gonna look kind of like a, it's gonna look a little like a forty five millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it I think lens, it's. But I'm trying to see if they have any. Yeah. Oh my God, that looks nice. That looks like a very good lens. It's it's a very good lens. It. Oh my God. It's, okay. it's my favorite lens for my G nine. <laughs> okay, sold, my friend. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the in the card right now. Ah okay, <laughs> yes. I I I never I thought once I went full full frame I was never gonna touch Micro Four Thirds or uh, APS-C again, and and here I am. I'm back in the That's, game. I'm I'm, I'm right? back in the. You know what? Oh my god so it's so the problem not the problem the good thing is that it is actually so affordable and it is actually on so sale which is so the weird. the thir- the 30 is is like insanely cheap you could also go to the 16 i think that i just pulled up the sigma site now that one's 375 so it you is needed something wider yeah 374 on i mean i'm on so, the so of course that oh, would yeah. look a little bit more like your sony at a 24 mhm that could look pretty good and it's also an F one four, and it's also an F one four. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? And they have a okay. So they have a used one. Let me see. Is it a good condition used? At two eighty nine, at two ninety eight. So for three hundred from B and H. And Bionic Scoop is saying like he had the whole Sigma Trio so damn good. And yes. If anyone knows their <laughs> lenses, therapy. I know Scoop would be able to jump in and say what's up. And oh no, got, I just we, lost my camera. We have, <laughs> and this is it, guys. Thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, it was great. Juan Carlos will be. Uh, oh no, oh man, my G9 is like toasty. That's like the warmest uh, it's gotten in a while. It that, that's how we do it, man. No, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that off for a bit. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I but I, we are kind of <laughs> don't need another lens. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so, uh, for uh, Aditya, the, the lenses are more like really jumping into right now are more for that might take out and to go outside. It's not going to be for my A camera. My A camera is the A7, you know, the A7 III. Uh, this one's going to be my main, it, it's focused there. These lenses are going to be on the 6400 on the E10, um, more um, versatile, easy to go, lightweight bodies, um, and just overall lightweight carry on. For when I go cover shows, uh, the E10 was great for me when I went to MWC, uh, but I felt like I didn't have the right lens kit with it. I've been trying to build up that experience. I think that's why I'm doing it. Hopefully, if there are other things, other other trips that we end up going to, otherwise, it'll be taking mm-hmm. a lot of B-roll for me, which is uh, not a bad, <laughs> not a bad solution uh, to start with at all. Um, oh, <laughs> Josh is like T- uh, Juan. Time for the GH6 and. Hey, welcome, Juan. How you doing, man? Where, where are you hey, at, buddy? We, we, we've got Where'd the you... other G9. Oh, my, my angle's all Dutch. I, I was going to... It's okay. Ah, there we go. That's way See? better. We make it We make it work. I, I can't talk to you because you're on the monitor over there, but, you know, that, that works. Just, just <laughs> imagine me making faces at you. No, it, it's one of those, but... 
Um, I, I will say this. I think we're, we've reached that nice, beautiful Yeah, we point should probably start shutting this down when my cameras start. Yeah, when start the battery on the camera out. says, is giving us the clue, you read the clue. Um, so th- it's been an interesting week. There's a lot of things going on. I think um, Honor also announced an X8. There was another Honor device that kind of announced. Uh, Realme yeah. announced the Realme Neo 3, uh, Realme GT mm-hmm. Neo 3, which... I actually got a chance to see at MWC, but it wasn't final, so the device didn't have the camera bump and everything. That's the one that's going to be running their 150-watt charging speed. So it's pushing the limits. Um, And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's running a MediaTek processor, the 8100. uh, Which it'll be exciting to be able to see that 8100. I I want to start seeing MediaTek that 8000. Sorry, uh, the you know the 8000, the 9000 series. I want to see those. So um, still trying to see if I can get my hands on a, on a 9,000, uh, the, the Dimensity 9,000, anything. doesn't matter what it is, anything, the Dimensity 9,000. Um, yeah, so for sure. Uh, I'll be This week, there will be a show on Saturday, so hopefully I will see you guys again um, on Saturday with the best, well, the Android Bay. Um, last week, as you know, we we're all swimming in um, taking pictures with, which we, we kind of put me on the spot on Monday. I couldn't say I was using this mm-hmm. guy to take the pictures of all that. So great experience when it comes to cameras. Uh, hang, hang, hang in there really nice. I wish there was better f- telephoto, but that's the conversation for a different day. I'd love to see what you think about that. So for sure. Um, I hope you guys do well. I hope you stay safe and be well and enjoy the enjoy the tech that you're able to get and, and get the full potential of what they do. Uh, we'll be back next week for another episode for the best of our week on another even the Thursday evening. Um, and of course, Monday morning with the SGGQA. Make sure to follow Juan Carlos mm-hmm. and uh, maybe, you know go bug him in the chat as I usually try to do. Um, I, I don't know if I'll be you know cameoing there anymore, but we'll see. We'll, we'll work some stuff. You can drop on by. So so this this next Monday is the last Monday of the month, which is our pajama, pajama podcast, Absolutely. where we just I don't keep as as strict uh, a news you know mm-hmm. uh, format for the show. So we end up just, required though. That's what I'm wanting. Because well, I haven't. I, I, what's hilarious is like I, I I keep making that joke about the pajama podcast. Like literally every one of my podcasts I do in my pajamas. So <laughs> that's not special. I need to go out and buy some special pajamas, pajamas for, for the pajama my podcast. pajama podcast. We'll have to see yeah. if we can pull that off this weekend. And and we're all going to be enjoying the brand new iPhone Vivo. So make sure you get that one on the next release. <laughs> so it's the iPhone 54O. You know. Um, That's right. But again, have have a great week. Take care. <laughs> um, obviously, connect with us on the socials. Make sure to check out the audio. Uh, if you guys are catching it on the replay, we do have a podcast. It does go up at, within a day or so after the live show is gone. And um, we're doing well. You know, we're growing slowly but surely. Yeah. We'll we'll be able to hit up the, those you know big numbers and so on. But uh, the main thing is for us to keep the conversation going. So be well. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye for now. Bam.